Hello, you found the Texas Steampunk Connection, your source for all things steampunk in the great free state of Texas. We have adventures. We review books, movies, and games. We interview cool people, and we share upcoming events. And we ask the all-important question, is it steampunk? What is steampunk? I'm Flavio. I'm Erica. And I'm Fax. <laughs> we are your hosts. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Texas, Texas Steampunk Connection. Hello, you found Texas Steampunk Connection 3.0 Episode 2. I am Flavio, your host, and I'm with Tax. Hello, Erica is out today, so it's just you and me and our special guests. Yes, we have guests today. We decided we're going to talk about belly dancing. How belly dance relates to steampunk. If you've ever been to steampunk events, more than likely among their shows and, and performances, we often see belly dancers and belly dance routines and uh, dance troops up Ne- uh, nearly every yeah, nearly every steampunk event I've gone to, there's been nearly dancers. Some um, steampunk November was a lot had a, was full of them. We recently had uh, our steampunk shindig that was based around belly dancing, thanks to Lisa here. <laughs> so we're going to introduce two belly dancers to you today. Lisa Lamar has already been mentioned. She was one of the producers of the steampunk shindig we had last November, and we talked about that at length on the show. And uh, we also have uh, Sibella who is uh, one of the performers here in the Austin area. She's part of the Joined at the Hip ATS Belly Dance Troupe. And she's also worked with uh, Lisa Lamar and her shows, and they're, they're everywhere. And also part of our Austin Steampunk Society. Of course, yes. <laughs> and Sibylla, I know you've performed at uh, Steampunk November for at least a couple years that I've seen. Or is it um, just that one year, this year, this, or this last year? year? Two years ago, I kind of got pulled up on stage by some dance friends that I knew and said, hey, come dance with us. You were in your Wild West costume, but they dragged you up anyway, and it was awesome. Belly dancing in (laughs) in boots and jeans, yeah. So, And then this year, I was actually a guest dancer with one of the troops. I think that should be a new thing, sort of a boot scoot and belly dance (laughs) shtick. Just, you know, for the steampunk, for what's appropriate. Line dancing, belly dancing? (laughs) I actually have one of those shows. You've done that? Yeah, we 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 did. It was one of the past ones. We could do Debkey in boots and jeans and hats. That that would would be awesome. (laughs) I'll have to take that into consideration for one of the shows for sure. Yeah, I mean, this started because we were brainstorming for topics, and Thax goes, what about belly dance and steampunk? It's like, how does that fit in? Yeah, I, I've never heard anybody really talk about it, but it's always there, possibly because belly dancers will come dance anywhere. <laughs> uh, there is that. Pretty much. I appreciate. Have costume, was, will travel. But uh, I've heard some people argue that, well, belly dance doesn't really fit into steampunk, or at least their their view of steampunk, but... Uh, other people seem to really enjoy it, and I, I enjoy find a it. lot of yeah. things. If steampunks like it, it becomes steampunk. Exactly. Um, I wanted to get some other opinions and, and, and talk about belly dance uh, more in depth and how. Yeah, how do you guys yeah. put it into steampunk? I, but I guess we should start off if we normally ask our guests okay. the questions. Right. Yeah. We ask two questions: is you can answer, you guys can take your turns or decide who wants to answer first. But the question, the questions are basically: how did you discover steampunk? And what is steampunk to you? Who wants to answer? Lisa, go for it, Lisa. (laughs) I think I probably, like most people, was attracted to the Renaissance fairs. And there's certainly a lot of belly dancing in the Renaissance fairs. And just really enjoyed everything involved with it as far as the costuming, as far as the acting, as far as recreating different kinds of events of the past. And you see a lot of people there that were also dressed in steampunk attire. And, of course, I love the costuming. 
I mean, as belly dancers, that's like such a huge <laughs> part nice, of the yeah. excitement of being able to to dress up and play a different character and just really get into it. So that's pretty much, I think, how I discovered it. And, you know, there's always a lot of movies that started kind of coming out around the same time, even like... Mm-hmm. Wild Wild West was popular for a while. And that, that is, that that is one like, of the more bigger ones out there that people know that they attach to steampunk. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that, are, that don't think it's a great movie. But I mean, it's, it's a fun <laughs> movie and it kind of just put it out there. There's a lot of different famous things that kind of put events in people's faces and make them interested. And that may be their start. So that's kind of how I discovered it. And I just, just like with the Renaissance Fairs, getting into the character and getting into the costuming and really... Uh, seeing how that can be incorporated with belly dancing and and having fun and drinking and being merry. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Makes right. perfect sense yeah. to me. <laughs> Especially the drinking and being merry part in costume. It's even better. Exactly. How about you? So- oh, I don't remember ever not being aware of steampunk. It was just always something, because I do uh, historical reenactment also. Mm-hmm. That's one of my other money-sucking hobbies. Right, you're, and, you're uh, involved in the SCA, Society yes. for Creative Anagonism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm familiar with the historical research and costuming and whatnot. And then we would go, I also like cosplay. So I've been to cons and you see everybody, all the different characters walking around. And so you see the steampunk and the Wild West and the Tombstone folks. And in just it's it's just a very sharp-looking costume to me the victorian and the old west and everything it's just it's very the guys look really dapper and the ladies look really elegant and it just it's like oh that's that's really cool i want to do that so (laughs) it went down the rabbit hole (laughs) for both of you it sounds like costumes were were your 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 point of entry (laughs) yeah that was the gateway drug right there (laughs) yeah i I mean appreciate there's always the initial attraction in anything and then you just Delve into it. Yeah, start doing the research to see where the costuming comes from and how you can make your character. But the initial look is what I think draws a lot of people in. You see it and you go, oh, that looks cool. I want to do that. And then you start finding out and researching and reading books and watching movies. I'm guessing that answers both questions, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't really been all that act doing steampunk stuff because I've been, I have so many other hobbies so i would like to be more active but there doesn't seem to be it's a different type of culture yeah maybe like sca stuff historical stuff we have events every weekend where we go we dress up we fight we um play games we dance Mm -hmm. we do stuff and there's it's just like an immersive weekend whereas a lot of the steampunk things i've been to it's kind of Dress up, sit around, hang out, and chat with your buddies. Yeah, and, that's definitely different. You know, yeah. with, so it's a different mindset and it's a different ambiance. So, yeah, I can definitely understand that because steampunk events are different for sure. Yeah, and, and a lot of times it's a lot of mini conventions or, like you said, sitting yeah. around and, and conversing with your friends and everything. And I'd like to see more, but I can't really see how to make it more of that more active like that, other than the LARP that we went to. And it's just, I guess, maybe. Putting on the steampunk conventions is so much more. There's so much more to it that mm-hmm. that's why there's fewer of them, and mm-hmm. so there's more spread out in yeah. Yeah. the calendar year and um, location-wise. Yeah. Although Lisa had a good deal with a with a shindig that oh, worked yeah. out really well. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I was we had, happy we with had that. Games and we did yeah, stuff. For, I mean, for the first time, I think it was pretty. I think it was, it was pretty success. successful yeah. for for the first time that we've had it. I mean, certainly. Mm-hmm. 
always looking for ways to improve it, more activities, more entertainment, ways that people can be more involved and feel that they are coming for more than just being entertained, but also being a part of the actual yeah. event. And yeah, I, I believe it's definitely a step in the right direction. We were. Yeah, I hope on, so. I was. I was. I was. I was vending there. Thax helped with helped with all. We helped you with all that. And I think it all works it out tremendous. really well. Yeah. And it, let's not forget Scott. <laughs> and Scott. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> He's not here, oh, but. Sorry. Scott was the, the, the marketing arm more yeah. than anybody of, yeah, of that. Absolutely. But yeah, Very I much thought so. that was a, a tremendous success for our first, well, for the first year as a steampunk event. You've had many events before that that have been pretty successful. They've been a lot smaller. I definitely want to hopefully have another steampunk event and make it each one hopefully more successful and and bring more activities like I said and more people to the event that have something for everybody to do so I guess to bring it back around to the topic you, you basically you know you put on belly dance events that that was what you were doing originally right. and suddenly one night one day we saw online you said steampunk <laughs> no details just steampunk <laughs> which got which got taxes yeah. taxes you know it was like hello what <laughs> you know so I'm so, I'm so basically belly dancing and you decided steampunk. So you're going to put the two together. Yeah. Question for each of you. How do you uh, cross your steampunk interest with your belly dance knowledge and that hobby? Where do those collide and how does that fit together for you? For me, it's the music. Because, mm-hmm. um, and then the costuming follows the music, I think, for me. And when I started getting interested in steampunk and like, well, how can I use my belly dance with this how does it and my historical brain started going well what music was popular assuming that steampunk was you know 1850s victorian up through early 1900s what was the actual historical music that people listened to and so i started youtube and all those other just looking for music and so for me my steampunk belly dance i use uh Ragtime, Dixieland jazz, uh, Depression era jazz, swing, big band, that sort of stuff. Because for me, that's the music that if I was a steampunk person or a Victorian person, you know, Edwardian and up into 1900s, that's the music I would be listening to. So that's what I would be dancing to. And then for costuming, I use like the vaudeville showgirls or the early silent movie kind of glamour goddess stuff. Just that kind of pulling from all of that costuming aesthetic. Uh, I'd say it's the same exact with me. Really, it all starts with the music, whereas I tend to usually pick a lot more modern bands that are doing music with a steampunk vibe. And it really is, um, anytime I, I pick a song, no matter what it is that I'm doing, a lot of times that song captures me in a way and I have to go with that feeling. And I've done so many different types of styles whether it was blues or steampunk or um i I did a classical lyrical piece uh last weekend but it it all starts with the music it's whatever draws my attention and i try to listen to it and think well what story am i going to tell with what i'm hearing in the lyrics what i with what i'm hearing in the rhythm of this song and that kind of sets the pace with the, the costume that I'm going to pick. Not just the style of the song, but the story that it's telling. And so that's, that's kind of where it starts with me, with the, definitely the music, the song. Ooh. I don't know if you could hear that, but that was a big thunderclap behind us. It is <laughs> beginning to rain here in the studio. 
So obviously there's different styles of belly dance. Is there a certain style that you dance when you're doing steampunk, or is it a mixture? Or? Tell me more. Yeah, yeah, tell us more about styles of belly dance. Period. As people who aren't terribly don't, yeah, I don't know anything about of, it of this business. I'm more of the tribal and tribal fusion style. There's sort of there, there's the big umbrella of belly dance, and then within belly dance, there's probably half the people do a cabaret style, which would be Turkish or Egyptian or uh, Lebanese or American cabaret, which is the music that most people associate with belly dancing, the Middle Eastern music, and the costumes, the the beaded bras and the hip belts with all the rhinestones and fancy beads and and silk or chiffon, just the really glamorous Mm-hmm. Costuming is more the cabaret side, and then the tribal and tribal fusion side is more of the folkloric and ethnic jewelry and fabrics and that sort of look, and kind of a more earthy dance style as opposed to a more graceful. I think cabaret to me just looks very lovely and graceful and, and elegant, and tribal stuff kind of. Yeah, tribal to me seems like it has a lot more with the types of materials and skirts. It's, it's going to be a lot more yeah. like it's Indian heavier. style, African style, um, yeah. the, you know, the, the heavy prints. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you see the turbans and, and the, and the big chunky jewelry. Not really heavier dancing, but more grounded yes. dancing. Maybe bigger movements, more, more percussion, more... Um, more flat foot. yeah. There's a lot of that, too. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's all the fusion styles of dance that pull from cabaret and tribal, and then they also bring in Bollywood and flamenco and uh, different Indian temple dances and ballet and modern dance. That It's just it's a huge... There's so many different sub-genres and things going on that you really can't pull any one of them out and go, this is belly dance. But it's not for lack of trying. Uh, we were talking before the show started that ooh, it hailing. is coming down. Yeah. <laughs> that there's some there's some debate in belly dance circles as to what qualifies as proper or traditional and, and what is I, I don't know, not appropriate or, or not kosher. Yeah, there are some circles who want to, um, I guess, I don't want to say purify, but they want to say this is belly dance and all the rest of it is just crazy stuff. I'm <laughs> I'm one of the crazy people that does all the different stuff, so I'm not, so I don't really know what those arguments are. I just kind of let them go on and so I they, do my thing. They have their own circle of people over there doing their thing yeah. somewhere else. I mean, I, I hear the, the arguments all the time. I, I see every, uh, there's a particular group that it pops up on Facebook. That argument comes up all the time. And it's just, um, they're kind of looking at tribal and mostly tribal fusion, I think. And tribal fusion is really fuses so many different types. And it even brings in hip hop. There's a lot of hip-hop that's being brought into tribal fusion belly dance, and you see dancers like Rachel Bryce and Cami Little and Michelle Sorensen. I mm. think her last name has recently changed. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm sad but to say I don't know any of these people. <laughs> and well, I do not, them up, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're phenomenal dancers. They bring okay. a lot of hip-hop. They bring a lot of different um, other styles of dance. And I think the belly dance community that is more uh, set in stone, traditional, traditional style, Egyptian style, Raksharki, they are looking at this group and saying, this is not what belly dance is. And they just... They yeah. snub you guys or something? or well, they yeah, just absolutely. And I think, you know... To say that it, one particular style has been this way for so long is, it's not exactly correct because we've brought, American, Egyptian style has brought so many different elements of, mm. like I, we were saying before, American ballet has been brought into it. You see some some flamenco moves that are being brought into it. Um, Mahmoud Reda was a very popular Egyptian belly dancer who brought a lot of what you're seeing with ballet moves, with arabesques and and long sweepy movements that weren't there when, you know, initially. Initially, mm-hmm. so belly dance continues to evolve and it uses other types of movements and it needs to sounds in a like lot it, of ways. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of things. A lot of things do that. They evolve. They change. They never stay the same. Because you know, I mean, because if you stay the same, basically you come become stagnant kind of yeah. thing, and you don't exactly. want that. Exactly. Exactly. You definitely don't want that. What strikes me is how similar those attitudes and arguments are to, and I'm not not putting anybody down, (laughs) but the SCA. I've met people like that. Even, um, even in the steampunk community yeah. sometimes. Steampunk community. You're oh, not... Yeah. You're, always you're like, too diesel steampunk. punk. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or Star Wars nerds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Original <laughs> canon versus new stuff or fan stuff. Or, everybody. Yeah. Uh, all the way to uh, the French language. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, can't have new words. It's not French. I'm not French, so I, I, I can't really understand that, that whole thing, but I know a lot of these other things. And, oh, yeah. There's yeah. always going to be that guy there's always going to be purists and traditionalists who want it to stay exactly whatever the subject is exactly how it was when they first started that's what they want and then there's going to be people that have come along after with new ideas or different interpretations who say well yeah that's great but i want to do it this way and i think if the traditionalists continue to do their thing and the innovators or the experimentalists or whatever continue to do their thing and we just coexist and say, hey, your stuff is great. My stuff is great, too. Woohoo. But instead, drama pops yeah, in somewhere. It's when we'll try to control what comes after. That it's- That's why I'm glad that you guys are here and we can have this talk- conversation rather than have people suggest that, oh, belly dance isn't steampunk. It doesn't, it doesn't fit in the steampunk uh, genre of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Relax, except, man. Yeah. Relax. Except, it's I mean, very multicultural, and multiculturalism is... Yeah. Definitely steampunk, right? I think we're using belly dance at steampunk things nowadays is a, instead of showgirls because they would have had saloon girls or, you know, you see in the movies the can-can dancers. And so a lot of <laughs> I like steampunk belly dance costuming <laughs> does reflect mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. movie images that we have of the saloon girls. So most people don't want to watch can-can dancers for half an hour and so that belly dancing really is more yeah, yeah. <laughs> and tiring to watch yeah. too yeah. <laughs> so there's just a lot more visual interest to me as a belly dancer oh, in belly agree. dancing in those type of costumes well, I, dance is dance yeah. you know you, you take any type of thing and you're going to incorporate some form of dance and dance at its heart is just about expressing yourself 
and being happy and enjoying the moment. So that's all I have to say about that. I, <laughs> I think I saw a lot of that at Steampunk November, the performers there that obviously did a lot of what I assume is more traditional styles of belly dance, but they also atten- intentionally seemed to pull in a lot of cabaret and vaudeville style. And then there were very modern pieces of their routines that they obviously just really liked and pulled in and they danced what called to them and what they felt good with. And that was all good. They were they were great performers. Yeah, and at, and at the Shindig, you had several performers and they were all dancing their own different styles, different musics, mm-hmm. both modern and traditional types, right? Uh, yeah, at... That's, that's the wonderful thing about this, is that everybody has their own style. Even if you are dancing one particular style, whether it's tribal fusion or whether you're doing cabaret style, you're still going to have your own style of how you, you do that. One person might be more passionate, one person might be more controlled. I mean, everybody has their own style. And it's really refreshing when you have an event like that and you see all those different styles. It, that's what really brings the entertainment level because you're not seeing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like everybody's cookie cutters or carbon copies. Exactly. It's just right. even it's a different person doing the same dance. Like, well, we already saw that dance. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've never seen that. No, never. Either. It's always different. Everybody's different. Everyone dances different. And I, I always find it interesting when they put in more modern music like rock and roll or you know something like that. I mean, that I, I like that. That's fun yeah. to me. You know? I, I do events like that too. <laughs> I've, I've got one coming up in April. It's awesome. the Dark and Twisted Billy Dance Show. It's like your third or fourth one of those, right? The fourth one, yeah. That yeah. one was uh, the most popular one. Mm-hmm. So that's that was definitely something that I want to have every single year. It's not quite as big of a festival as steampunk. You know, we, we just kind of do the belly dancing and then uh, we usually have a band after. But I definitely want to do a festival like we did with steampunk every year and, and hope that that grows. And I usually throw out another show that whatever comes to me at 3 o'clock in the morning when I wake up <laughs> and go, I want to do this this time. <laughs> that's kind of how my career, that's basically probably what you saw when you saw the steampunk. I probably woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning and got on Facebook and said, I'm going to do a steampunk belly dance show. <laughs> that's usually how it do, starts. But I'm going to put it in Facebook so I don't forget. <laughs> and all and the we're happy of you the did. dancers that saw that were like, oh yeah, count me in. I don't care when it is. Me, me. I think <laughs> I had the whole, what I, I think yeah. I had the whole list full within like a week. <laughs> It was oh, like, yeah. You're like, huh, I guess that was a good idea. Then. Yeah. <laughs> and it was because it worked out really well. Like I said, even Dax was like, oh, me, I want in. <laughs> like, even he wasn't a dancer, but you know. There's no description to this event, and I want, I want to know more. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, was, I was definitely really grateful that I had help putting everything together. And I'm all, always welcome. There's more people that can be added to the event that want to give their ideas and make it more successful, the better for everybody. Definitely better for the community that's what definitely made it a slightly bigger event because you did have helpers jump in like fax yeah. and scott you know, and all the vendors and all the vendors mm-hmm. yeah everybody yeah. you know it was like that, it, anyway i can't say enough about it i liked it a lot it was a good event. physicians recommend the wilsonia magnetic Corsets and waists for day or night wear, on account of their curative properties, a series of magnets scientifically arranged to form minute batteries, recharging the blood with magnetism, without which life cannot exist. 
furnishing a wonderful remedy for nervousness, general debility, indigestion, rheumatism, and paralysis, the effect being exhilarating to the wearer. Get the Genuine, price $3 and $12 per pair, abdominal $15. We will send either style on receipt of price, which amount will be returned if not as represented. Send for descriptive catalog with testimonials of marvelous cures. Thompson Langdon & Company, New York, sole manufacturers. month or so so people can come and see you i know exactly. you guys are dancing tonight but unfortunately this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is not gonna be released tonight so need a couple of days to, to yeah. edit and put yeah. it together well like they how said does that work do the does people do people just call you hey we're having a, a belly dance and we've got a, a slot would you like to come or do you find out about them and reach out to people some of them are by invitation it depends on who's putting the show together and they pick and choose who they want to perform and then there's other people who will put out an open call and just say hey I'm doing a show who wants to dance and they take volunteers that's kind of how I run and, my shows too and that's how Lisa gets 40 people in one night <laughs> <laughs> because we all say yes awesome idea I, I want to keep it as open as possible that was always the idea of my production company which is Unbound Dreams which came to me <laughs> in the middle of the three o'clock in the morning is that I want to do this crazy thing. But th the idea was I wanted to have uh, several shows a year that were themed belly dance shows. So I try to change them up, except, you know, the Dark and Twisted, which was the most popular one, and hopefully the, the steampunk one will stay. And I will probably throw out one or two, whether it's going to be blues or movie cinema or just whatever I feel like doing at the particular time. Uh, we always try to have tickets by or donations to try to give back to the community and find some sort of cause I want to to help out at that particular time. We've helped a lot of different people. We had one event that uh, we talked about, the Wild Western show that I, I did. That was really fun. We were able to raise $800 for um, a single mom who um, was at, I think she was at stage two cancer, breast cancer. Oh, wow. um, we had a lot of people come out for that. It was That was probably our most successful as far as um, helping somebody out with uh, that. We do a lot of different, um, we did for the steampunk, we did of course for Puerto Rico, which we were able to bring in about a couple hundred dollars for that after cost and everything. I was pretty happy with that. We do a lot for Anthropos, which is one of my favorite organizations. It's a nonprofit organization that pulls together professional musicians and they go out to a lot of the um, smaller schools, the ones that are kind of inner city, maybe struggling like Maynor um, and some other high schools, and they will choose certain students to give these lessons to with these professional musicians and try to help along. They get so concerts. They seek out underserved schools yes. and, and bring music yes. to classes. Wow. And they give them pri private lessons to certain, certain students that the teachers choose at random, and then they will bring them together, all the different schools together, and then they have concerts twice a year in the bigger events, like they'll have it at Emo's or they'll have it at Threadgill or something like that to give the children the experience of being on a concert stage uh, playing for a bunch of people. That's so, scary. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is super frightening, uh, which I guess is, is the point, because you want to get them out there on stage and get them over that terrifying fear early so they can keep coming back. So right, that's, right. That's right. awesome. <laughs> so as far as events are coming up, of course, I have the Dark and Twisted one in April. April. <laughs> um, then there's, Is that the next one you're doing? That's the next one I'm doing. 
And I'm probably going to work on something in June. Maybe it'll be the steampunk. Oh, we'll see. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel bad about the one that we had in November for the date. And I know there was a little, because there's steampunk in November. And I d- you had no idea when you posted I, it. Just, I didn't you know. have any idea. And I'm also very, I have to be very uh, careful with um, the venue that we have, which I absolutely adore, which is at Ghost Town. It's a perfect venue for all the events that I have, but it's also outdoors. Yeah. So yeah, it's very weather restricted. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, we certainly have learned our lesson in having shows there in July. Yep. <laughs> and, and December and January is a really, February was a really cold year when that was the first year. Oh, my God, it was cold. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, and time of year, you never know. I mean. And yeah. October is completely booked out in Ghost Town usually for their course, event. Yeah. So that's, we're still playing with dates and trying to see what works best. Yeah, I mean, the November date, the temperature was actually pretty good when we did it that day. Oh, it was beautiful. And, I mean, there were some grumblings about it was so close to Steampunk November, but it didn't, I don't think it interfered at all whatsoever. There was, I don't think there was any kind of conflict, especially since it was was a local event here in Austin. A lot of people here that weren't going to be able to go to Steampunk November anyway. I don't think that was a problem at all, at all. Uh, Sibella, are you uh, doing anything uh, coming up that we need to be aware of? Oh, let's see. We've the show tonight. Then later on in the month, I'm dancing at Carousel Caravan that uh, that Jeanette puts that on. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually dancing with a new troupe, Signet Tribal, which is two of the people that I used to dance with at Joined at the Hip. We have formed a little small seed kernel, I guess, of a dance troupe, just the three of us. And we're trying out some, we're staying ATS, American Tribal style with that, but we're also pulling in some of the dialects. And right now we're working on skirt technique, so we'll be doing some, we'll be adding some skirt moves to our stuff. And so uh, we're doing that today in the show this evening, but then we're also doing that later in February on a Friday night, which the date is escaping me now. So we're doing that. And then... To our listeners, of course, we will be updating you yeah. and, and posting that on our uh, Facebook yeah. page when we learn more about... Uh, anything we talked about here yeah and then i don't think i've done anything in march i'm camping i've got a week of camping in march and then april is dark and twisted and there's also the houston gulf coast rocks oh yeah I, that's not what it's called no it's, it's something else now they've changed the name and i think i've got a conflict that i'm not going to that and then i don't know of course I, sherwood's I always going on yeah, sherwood there's always big. lots of belly dancing over at sherwood i will actually be guest dancing at sherwood in april the third cool. weekend that's be... sherwood forest renaissance fair yes uh, on the to. pirate stage oh. <laughs> i'm very that's excited about that <laughs> yes that, that's how build that stage yeah yeah <laughs> nice uh and uh sherwood forest fair is running for like two months now is, is that correct uh, eight I... weeks i believe it's so, March yeah. and April. Yeah. And well, I think ex- that's They've expanded their weeks. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Cool. They shifted it to later cause because it used to be February and March. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so now it's March and April. So it's just running slipshod right over uh, Scarborough Fair. I don't, think, that, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> think there's any conflict, really. I mean, they're two different fairs. and <laughs> They're so far apart from each other physically, you know? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Vendors... Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, for the vendors, yeah, that's true. I was talking about for visitors. Right. Anybody who's working, trying to work both of those fairs, it's it's killer. You have to pick and choose. Yeah, okay. For for vendors and workers, okay. I was thinking visitors, personally. Sort of one of those things where Renaissance fairs are so popular right now 
that they're popping up all over the place and you can't mm -hmm. there is yeah. no place on the calendar that you can put that that doesn't have a conflict with something else that's going on and we have that with dance stuff too because pretty much in austin every friday and saturday night there's something. shows and things and and stuff and if you want to have a show and not step on anybody's toes, it's almost impossible. Yeah, good yeah. Luck. yeah. Somebody's <laughs> going to be offended or upset or left out or just, and we try to minimize that, but it's just, there's so much going on that you can't. Yeah, I can see that being a problem for the performers. Like, you know, you know do I dance here? Do I dance there? You know, why, well, why, why are you putting on a show when I'm putting on a show at the same time? Mm -hmm. But, you know, but when you look at it from the people who want to go see it, they have plenty of options now. Yeah. <laughs> well, the nice thing also about having that happen is we have every single Saturday, we have certain shows, long running shows um, that are going on. And most of the people that are running those shows do a really good job of sending out emails and asking, you know, their performers so everybody's rotated. You, mm -hmm. Whenever you go to, if you go to a show, uh, like there's the Rockstar show in Round Rock, I think that's the second Saturday, second Saturday of every month. Last night. You're not going to see the same dancers that you saw the month before. And so if that's what the one show that you like to go to, especially if you're in Round Rock, well, you can expect to see different performers every time you go. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be with every single one. So it's great for, for both. It's great for the audience because you're getting different performers. Mm -hmm. It's also great for the performers because you have different places that you're performing at every single month. Mm -hmm. So you might be at Rockstar one month doing the Round Rock show. You might be a Z Helene show at Kick Butt at the end of the month doing that one the following month. Yeah. So you have... Carousel. Lots of variety. Um, yeah, see, I'm already hearing about shows I never even heard of, like this rock star show in Round Rock. What is yeah. that? Where is this? Yeah, it, it's at Star Coffee. Whoops. Star so, Coffee. The second Saturday every month. <laughs> okay. Um, I think dancing starts about 7.30. And, and then third Saturday is, is Carousel. Carousel at and the Carousel Lounge, Carousel Caravan, and that's 8 to 9, mm -hmm. usually on the, on the third Saturday, but... Depending, because the, the venue sometimes has other events that they get right. bumped. And then usually the last Saturday of every month at Kick Butt Coffee, Z Helene has a improv show, which is all live drumming and dancers. Yep. I think and we, you, we, we went to one of those yeah. shows, yeah. yeah. And you never know what you're going to get. Right. That's always like, that, that Kick Butt Coffee just doesn't seem like a place you would expect something like that to happen there. Because it's, you know, it's, it's a coffee house. Oh, wait, there's a stage, and oh, they're going to have this belly dancing. And there's a lot of shows, a lot of bands yeah. there. Yeah, we saw a couple of bands there not long ago as well. And there's also the first Saturday, too, which is Bahia's Girls' Night Out. But that's oh, just, that's act, that is just for girls. Sorry. Oh, Sorry, oh, guys. Okay. Yeah, that, that's sort of a, there's a little show and then a little mini dance lesson, and she has a couple of vendors sometimes, or henna, uh, and there's snacks and drinks, and it's just a social hangout, and real low-key if you're interested in dancing but you're not quite sure you can go and maybe take a lesson and put a toe in yeah put a toe in yeah all right well i, I think uh this has been great i'm gonna wrap this up sure. i'd like to thank you both for coming out and uh being on the show thank you uh, for having Sibilla us and lisa lamar if you want to be contacted where can people contact you your Unbound Dreams productions, or if you want to oh, dance on a Facebook page, I'm gonna. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it it does. <laughs> okay. um, Facebook is always the best way Facebook, to find yeah. me. I, it pops up anywhere. I also, if people don't like to be on Facebook, I have an Instagram as well, which is under Lisa Lamar, and I'll email, phone number, whatever. Okay. <laughs> no problem. This is not very hard to get a hold of me. Not very hard. We not always respond in a very timely manner, but. <laughs> yeah. 
I will, usually, eventually. <laughs> Sibella, do you have a professional uh, page or, or point no, of contact? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm an amateur. I'm, oh, I'm an okay. enthusiastic sure. amateur, I'm, so I just kind of float around and do what shows I can get my toe in the door. So. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you both very much for coming. To our listeners, uh, we're going to be back in a few minutes mm-hmm. with uh, upcoming events, uh, so stay tuned. We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe that the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvelous and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey, broadcasting your marvelous music, and sail on to glory! If you would like to find out more about this program, please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C-L-O-C-K-W-R-K Cabaret.
Listen to uh, Abney Park, Shahrazad from their uh, Circus at the End of the World album. Shalalazaz. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really appropriate for the belly dance style it had and the show today. Now it's time to talk about the upcoming events. Right. We're going to start off with February 17th. Colleen, February one day LARP event. This is happening obviously Saturday, February 17th, 10 a.m. To 5, 8, 5 p.m. at the Condor Park, East Veterans Memorial Boulevard, Killeen, Texas. This is a one-day LARP event in the Sovereign Scrolls LARP system. We've been going to this for the last couple of times. It's pretty good fun. The nice people. This is a one-day event. A new chapter of Sovereign Scrolls where the wilds of the frozen north collide with the urban style of the open-air steampunk marketplace. The Vale, of Omens, the vale of Omens are the thriving edge of uncivilized life. Do you have what it takes to survive? Special, bring a friend who has never attended Sovereign Scrolls event, and they play for free. When they return for a second one day, you get that event free. Normally, it's cost $10, $10 for a PC, $5 for an NPC. Which is not bad. They, uh, they make a lot of effort to put together plots and build props and everything. So, you know, some money needs to be put in. It's been fun. We've had a good time. We did note if you put in, if you put Condor Park into uh, ways it will still get you there even though you can't spell <laughs> right it's condor <laughs> c-o-n-d-e-r yeah i think i i, I searched condor park as first Dude. time too yeah. <laughs> i was worried are we just like going into the wilderness okay february 20th is the uh, the austin gears and beers steampunk social meetup that is meeting now in south austin at baker street pub if you're the first to arrive just grab a table that can seat six or more people. There is a table just to the right of the door that has worked for us really well. Yep. If somebody else hasn't already taken yeah, and it. And that's a little cozy little corner. Um, and uh, we usually get there about 7.30. I mean, I, I've scheduled it for 7.30 because it's South Austin. I take a little more time to get there than usual. Uh, as usual, you're welcome to invite your f- friends from Firefly and Doctor Who and your goth fans, your gamer geek friends. Bring everybody out. <laughs> All are welcome, man. You we, don't have to dress up either. Uh, it's preferred. We hang out. We we have a few beers, and we talk about stuff. It's fun. All right, that's it. All right. So what's next? February 23rd in Houston. They're having their monthly steampunk gathering. So that would be on a Friday. Awesome. Yep. So the Friday, February 23rd at 7 p.m. Cafe Express in Mar- Maryland, two ten Maryland, 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 two ten Maryland Plaza. 
Houston, Texas. Basically, the food is great. There's plenty of parking. All we need is for you to join us. So if you live in the Houston area and look and are interested in steampunk, this would be a good place to go meet some steampunks. And I know there are a lot of steampunks in Houston. I, I see them online all the time. Get out of the house. Go out. Meet some friends. Have a little, little supper. All right. The next day, Saturday, February 24th, back here in Austin, the uh, Alphabots book release party is happening from 7 to 9 p.m. at Art on 5th, which is not actually on 5th. It is on South Lamar. Yeah, that's confusing. Yeah, yeah it, they moved, but they did change, didn't change the name. Alphabots is a obviously a book coming out, but the author and artist did some sculptures for Blue Genie Art Bazaar last fall, and I thought it was just awesome, and I really wanted to promote his or her work. I, I don't... Uh, I don't know the person. Is the author going to gonna be there? Yes. Okay. Uh, the author will be there. The author is named The Impossible Winterborn, which okay. is another reason I have no idea about who or what the author is. <laughs> Could be a robot. Uh, I, I think it's a robot. I hope it's a robot. <laughs> They're asking for an RSVP just to give you a, give them an idea how many people to expect. Just go to our Facebook page and follow the links. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. What else? All right. Next, um, we're going into March now. March 2nd. And it's a little further away. Wild Wild Westcon 7. This is in Tucson, Arizona. Now, you, now I know, you know we're in Texas and Tucson's a long way away, but this is a big event. It is a major <laughs> event. Uh, you've been trying to get to yeah, uh, I've been the last to couple of years. And I don't think I'm going to make it this year either. I, no. I, I got other plans for that, for that weekend. So anyway, it's called Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Wild Wild West Steampunk Convention 7. It's again, it is March 2nd to the 4th. Old Tucson, Arizona. It's just a big event. I mean, there's not a whole lot of description here, but from if you go to the if you go to their page, there's all kinds of stuff going on there from tea dueling, all the stuff you see at conventions, you know. But apparently, there's a bunch of robots and dinosaurs. That's their theme there this year, right? That's their theme. Robots Ab- versus dinosaurs. Abney Park's going to be there. We just played one of their songs. There you go. So it's a major thing. Uh, I've talked to friends who have made it out to this event, and they have nothing but good things to say about it. Right. I look forward to making it maybe next year. What's what else is going on? Um, last uh, for the upcoming uh, events, uh, March 10th, back here in Austin, 2018 Best of Hot Air Balloon Festival. Best of Texas Hot Air Balloon Festival, excuse me. Located right outside of Austin at the Victor Cheval Cheval Polo Club, which is at 13628 Greg Manor Road. So it's like just north of the city of Manor. Yep, not too far from here. Right. I've never never been to that place before, so I'm fascinated. It says, bring the entire family and come enjoy Austin's only hot air balloon festival, the best of Texas. Held on a large polo field just minutes from downtown Austin, Join dozens of vendors, chefs, local musicians, artists, cooking demonstrations, pop-up galleries, plus food and alcohol tasting partners. We are capping this exclusive event with a limited number of attendees. All tickets must be purchased in advance and online. Kids under three are free. Friday night, the gates open at four. Admission is free, but you must pay for parking. Weather permitting, tethered rides will be available Friday night. That would be fun. If, if they can get the balloons off the ground. <laughs> uh, again, Saturday, weather permitting, uh, will include uh, morning launch and evening glows and tethered rides. 
Not just about the balloons. Saturday will include live music, wine tasting tent, a battle of the chef's tasting competition, polo matches, a kids' play area. Saturday VIP passes include private bars, a catered lunch, center field's access to balloon launch and polo matches, a catered lunch and a a best of Texas dinner on the field with pilots and players. So it sounds like they're trying to get real fancy with all this. Yeah, it's going to be an upscale sort of a thing. So perfectly to dress up nice and pretty in our... You know, absolutely best steampunk attire entry is $19.71 per person and parking is another I think it's another 20 bucks wow okay so if you're gonna go pile as many people into one car as you can true and uh, you get, be, definitely got to buy your tickets in advance oh yeah it's a limited Pre- prepaid car parking is $16.59 uh, so yeah yeah you want to maximize your people in cars to save yourself some money it should be a lot of fun i don't know what the uh, tethered rides are going to cost or if they're going to happen based on the weather because you just never know yeah that's true we've been to several balloon festivals and, and i've never once seen see, a balloon take off yet yeah. to see one leave the ground <laughs> it's always too windy or something mm-hmm. although when i went to the one in kyle they at least blew up the balloons <laughs> You know, right. They didn't right. go off. They didn't get off the ground, but they blew them up. For, they did a glow. They did a glow. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they might have taken off in the morning, but I wasn't there for the morning. Um, but yeah, balloon festivals are pretty fun. And whenever we've gone to a couple dressed up and people, they, they enjoy it. <laughs> they yeah, like we've us. had a really good yeah. uh, uh, response from people when we go out uh, dressed in our, our silly garb. Uh, so by all means, you know, go in steampunk. Let us know you're going so so we can look for you. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's everything that's that, going on. That's everything so. for the next month. Yep. So you can plan your schedule accordingly and have a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what you did or what you liked about the show. By all means, leave us a, a message here on Facebook yep. or Instagram. Or not Instagram. <laughs> no, not Twitter. On Instagram. Twitter. Where else are we? Should I start an Instagram? <laughs> I don't understand. No, I don't, I don't think we could keep no. up. Okay. <laughs> Yes, we, but we for those of you who don't have Twitter or Facebook, but we do have a we have an email address, which is Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail dot com, and yeah, let's let us know what you thought, what you thought, what you think about belly dancing. If there's a topic you want us to talk about, or if you have a question for us, you know, just just talk to us. And um, I guess that's everything. That's it that's for all. the show. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you listening uh, every time we are able to get one of these out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're we're not too we're not behind schedule this time. Yet. Yet. Okay. <laughs> so until next time, mind, mind your, your gauges. gauges. Fat, the enemy that is shortening your life, banished. How? With sanitized tapeworms, jar packed. No diet, no baths, no exercise. No ill effects. Friends for a fair form. Easy to swallow. Prepared by W.T. Bridge, New York. Send no money. Particulars mailed free. This has been the Texas Steampunk Connection, version 3.0. Opening and closing music by Tricyclo Circus Band. Excusez-moi. Thank you for joining us. We hope to see you out and about one of our adventures. Or to join you on yours. We welcome your correspondence. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, 
fanboytv.com, or your favorite podcast outlet. Until next time, mind, mind your, your gauges. gauges.